Why he fighting fighting this? Why? What? 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 What, what is his goal? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Welcome back to the immigrant section. I'm your host Abbas Wahab. Today I've got AJ Bate in the house. Thanks for coming in, Hello, bro. Hello, sir. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hell yeah, AJ's another fellow Toronto comic, uh, yes, immigrant sir. born abroad, just got his Canadian citizenship. How long ago? Uh, like two weeks ago. Hell yeah! yeah Shout man. out to my boy, fresh yeah, citizen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, thank, yeah, you, yeah. thank you, thank you, man. Appreciate Hell yeah, it. man. So pretty much what I've been doing is just having people on, just kind of like getting their story. You know, like uh, the general idea is hearing about. You know what your background's like. Mm-hmm. You know, where did you grow up? When did you come here? When did you know you wanted to do comedy? Uh, okay, well, I grew up in mostly in the UK for the first ten years of my life. That's where I where I first. You're like, born in UK? No, no, I was born in Libya, but uh, when I was like about one years old, my parents moved to the UK, and I spent like the first ten years pretty much of my childhood like there. Okay, and that's where I picked up English and uh, then. You know, my parents, they took us back to Libya. As you do. As you do, pretty much. Like, yeah, you have to go back home for, I don't know why, but... Oh, for your language. Yeah, for your language tradition. That means absolutely nothing anymore, but whatever, you know. I just went there, stayed there for 12 years, and uh, just five years ago, I came to Canada. That's crazy to go from... Being in like the first of first worlds, being in England, mm, yes, yeah, so pretty years. much the people that are, yeah ruled the world for. So, what are your thoughts on uh, Gaddafi? Uh, you it's... saw his like, you was he kind of on the downward trend as you grew up there? Or was he loved for the bulk of that time? Well, no, no, not not really. Like for the like every new like regime, it's like it's popular in the beginning. Yeah, people love it and they're all excited about it because it's new. Yeah, you know, it's just like uh, it's like a relationship, right? When you meet somebody in the beginning, yeah. it's just awesome. Yeah, okay. And then like oh, wait, he was in for decades though. Like forty two, pretty much. He actually <laughs> so that how he has. Fucking phase lasted decades in Libya. Dude, I'm telling you, like he, I think he broke like the Guinness World Record for like the longest uh, ruling dictator. It was like Fidel Castro, Cuba, and yeah. then he fucking just smashed that record. And... Shit, that never ends well, huh? <laughs> I mean, you don't stay <laughs> that record for that never, long. Yeah. In in there's no pension. No, yeah, exactly. There, there's <laughs> no way this is gonna end nicely. People are not gonna give you a retirement. And let you cut a ribbon. And he went out the worst. He went out worse than Saddam. Saddam at least he, got like a televised, yeah, and nice he, and, yeah, ending. And he was wearing the fucking like the trench coat, and he like was looking like cool. Gaddafi got rushed. He that, yeah, he pretty got much fucked up. He got he took it up the ass. Yeah, literally, literally, he, yeah, took it up the ass. I didn't see that, but it was like a stabbing or something. So it, it was just stabbing. It, it him, was right? like a broomstick. Yeah, like even people that didn't like him, they were like, "That's yeah, that's that's fucking." No up. one is gonna be like, "That's what you get." No, for, they were like, "Ugh, I f- yeah. just take it down a few notches." Like he's gonna. Die, obviously, but Jesus. Yeah, just like smash his head into a rock, you know, like every other fucking. Where is the broom, Abdullah? No, exactly. Just shove it up his ass. Where do you want to beat him with it? No, up his. Abdullah, anus. stop sweeping. Yellow, we have Gaddafi. Exactly. It's pretty much true. Where I'm so excited to. I'm cleaning up. I have to moist it up a little bit to fucking shove it up his ass. Yeah. So what? Uh, when did you know you wanted to do comedy? So you uh, you go ten years there. The what town did you live in in England? I lived in three cities in England. I pretty much lived in London. I lived in Manchester, and I lived in Newcastle. Okay, uh, so all like a, the big cities. Well, well, Newcastle is pretty much. They're united, right? 
That's a bad joke. I'm, I'm sorry. About that. <laughs> Is it because it's in the UK? Yeah, I apologize. No, Newcastle United. That's a team, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Newcastle it's United. even worse. They're yeah. a horrendous team. Though. Forget about everything. It's I said. all I good. Trust me. Trust me. That city is as much as I like have good memories in it. It's like pretty much Brantford, Ontario. A Newcastle. Yeah, it's, legit. It's not like it's not it's not fun to be in. It. It's like a you know you can live in, as a family there, but like it's. It's definitely no London. Yeah, you know? and if you're listening to this from the States, Brantford's kind of like, you know, Flint, Michigan. I was going to say. Gallatin, yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. Ithaca, Michigan. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Any place that's. Not know, Detroit. <laughs> a lot of meth activity with less than 100,000 population. Exactly. Yeah. No minorities and a lot of crack. Was it? Did you grow up with a lot of Arabs in the UK, or was it just? Uh... Yeah, actually, a lot of our neighbors uh, were from Libya, and that's the thing is because like when when your parents move to a new country, they always look for the spot. The community, yeah, yeah, because yeah. they don't want to stay away from that. It's safer or whatever, you know. Exactly. Shout well, out to London, Ontario, yeah, for Sudanese people. But like that blows my mind because like if you move to a new country, wouldn't you want to be surrounded by? different people and different experiences that's the whole point i feel like it's just like going to hawaii and but like man there's no snowboarding here like it's you're right you're right but i think from the perspective of the family yes it's pretty much what you're like you're there. looking for minimal risk 100 perspective, perspective of the bachelor the single guy you're trying to maximize experience yeah it's really like, i don't want my son to be gay like, or something like yeah something like, like your parents they look yeah. for a place where it's like we can settle there's somebody who has a blueprint yeah for how they we already get, Figured it that out. Health card. So this, that, that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's pretty much. Yeah. Just yeah. So we lived there, uh, and there were like a lot of our neighbors were uh, Libyan, and uh, you know I went to actually a Libyan school on Saturday and Sunday. So Monday and Friday was like a regular English Mashallah. school. Yeah. So pretty much I had I I, I, I should have I think I hated my parents for the first. Yeah, dude. I went years, to dude, I went to brutal. Saturday school in Canada yeah. with the Arabs, and yeah. I went to Quran school. With Didn't the, it suck though? Some Ethiopian guy's basement. Oh yeah. It, it was the worst. Of course it was yeah, the worst. It's just a horrendous. Dude, I would get beat, man. This was like 14 years ago in yeah. London in a basement in subsidized it's housing. It's like, you know I can just step outside and yell that somebody's hitting me. And exactly. Like, and then this caught. is a problem. This is a problem. This is an incident. Now. And why am I not doing that? <laughs> My parents were paying the guy. Yeah, that's the thing. You're pretty much me. paying them to beat you up. Well, yeah. Well, I'm half his now, so who's laughing now? No, I'm just Dude, you're trying. No, I'm not. I'm we not. probably, I forgot everything I learned about yeah. the Yeah. Oh, man, I, dude, I memorized. I half is, by the way, just so you got, half is means the memorized. Yeah. So in uh, in Islam, it's very coveted to be fully memor to memorize the Quran. That's like, that's the thing. Like, parents yeah. brag about Oh, yeah. If you, if you know it, it's then you, like, you're, you're... See that nigga over there? He's hostile. <laughs> 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 Your kids ain't shit! They do the... <laughs> He's yeah. hostile. So, I lived there for a while. And uh, after I came back to Libya, I was... I always loved comedy. Like, I just always loved it. And I... I my first special that I watched was Dave Chappelle's special. And he's 99 for what it's worth. Uh, and that's my favorite special. Uh, it's I have it memorized. It's definitely I, me too. I yeah. know about Great blazer, yellow T-shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Oh. That's the one, the yeah. Michael Jackson one, yeah, R. Yeah. Kelly. So that was the first special that I ever watched, or like, and I just I was blown away from the idea of somebody going on stage and just talking about just like you know serious and silly things and making them making people laugh. And I thought that like. 
you know, not everybody gets to do that or, you know, no, but not everybody has access to it. So I was just happy being a fan of comedy. And especially when you're living in the Middle East, your options of a career are very limited, like you know. Oh, absolutely. It's either doctor, engineer, lawyer, yeah. accountant, oh, yeah. or, or like a businessman. That's pretty much all you get to do. Real quick, what's the internet situation like in Libya? This was what you said. How old were you when you watched? Uh, uh, I was. For what it's worth? I was like fourteen, I think. Yeah, I was fourteen. So, the internet situation. Well, here's the thing. It, we all, we had these internet cafes, and people every like every computer had like a USB stick in the back, like a five hundred megabyte something whatever. Yeah. And people would just download shit off the internet, and then just would like you know spread the love. Were there any kids playing uh, Counter-Strike? Yeah, a lot, actually. There was a lot, but I never really got into that because I just love, like, playing, like, PlayStations. I never got into the internet shit because it's not as accessible, but we got we have these, like, kids back home that were into hacking. Yeah, oh, there's and, always a group of kids and into the, and, 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 uh, Pop-Tarts. Like, yeah, and I just hear these conversations of kids, like, upping each other on who has... Like the best hacking software. Oh, this fucks up this guy's like uh, mouse or like th- oh, yeah. this guy like <laughs> yeah. if he types anything, it's always like the letter Q or like some <laughs> obscure like that. And just and people like get excited, but I just never really got into that culture. But that's pretty much everybody who goes to an internet cafe is either learning how to hack or starting Yahoo chats. Yeah. Oh, did you did you do that? Dude, did you ever say ASL uh, oh, sex location? It, it was yeah, pretty much. Let's like I love those. It's like the first 5 years. I lo- when I realized there's just other people in the in the world in these yeah, things, yeah. I, I was so interested by that. Oh man, it was crazy, but looking back at it, I'm like I wasted like so much time. Oh yeah. I literally did not learn anything as a person from that. But you're a kid, so these it's, you're just doing it for fun. You're like, like now I know how I'll get a wife. That's yeah. pretty much things that, and you just go home. You're with friends. You're like, I guess you're not gonna believe who I talk to. Like, it's like who? Somebody that probably doesn't exist. But right? it's all just pedophiles on there. I oh, bet eighty percent pedophiles. But as a kid, especially growing up in that part of the world, you're just happy to like be on the internet. It's a fucking, it's like an adventure. It's oh, like, it, this it, is so crazy. This like is going someone, to Disneyland. Yeah, this yeah. is someone I've never seen or met or I will not have an opportunity no. to interact with them. Yeah. And we're just connected. Like, it almost feels like you're doing something bad. but You're not supposed to do, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, just like this, get like away a, with it. Yeah. ASL. And I'm like, what's ASL? Like, Age, sex, location. I'm like, eat sex. You know, <laughs> like, sex. I'm like young as fuck. Like, oh, dude, crazy. yeah. It's just, everything is exciting for I you. thought it was my secrets. Like, like, Yahoo chats. I thought it was, like, my little secret. Thing. Yeah, but meanwhile. Despite the thousands of meanwhile, people clearly everybody online. around you, <laughs> yeah, one right? kilometer radius is on it. Yeah. ASL. Their teachers grading your shit just like ASL. <laughs> So 22, you came to the country. Yes, sir. And uh, 22, so you did your undergrad outside of the country. Yes, I did my undergrad in Libya, and uh, that was that was really good. The education there is really good. The facility itself, like, you know, whatever, is not that the best, but the curriculums and the, the professors are they're very knowledgeable, and they're very good at what they do. So I did receive a very good education. That's not bad. Did, are there shenanigans over there, like... Like in the campus life? You see, that's the thing that I... Is it men and women in universities there? Yes, yeah. Okay. Finally, right. when you get to university, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get to see girls. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, in a lot of these and, countries, and up until high school, including high school, mm-hmm. men and women are completely 
separate. So imagine just for a second, like just some horny Middle Eastern dudes seeing each other for eight hours a day. And right next door is a girl's school and they can't get to it. So just imagine the amount of porn is being that's being distributed amongst high schools. I've seen some of the most horrific porn. Oh, absolutely. And it was like it, it was creepy because it thrives it, in that environment. Well, it was creepy because first of all, it was pixelated as fuck. <laughs> yeah, was it, it Japanese? Well, no, but it was like fifteen second clips, and I don't know why, but that's creepier than like a proper length porn video like because like <laughs> what happened? because because they would literally jerk off during those 15 second clips because oh. to them that's just mm, this 15 i'll just is this, wait this is in the high school yes yeah, it's in high school people and the are clips like are on the phone well yeah they're sending up each other in bluetooth yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dude and it's most of them are like Big black dudes with like the biggest dicks, fucking like the smallest white girls. That's and, and the whole clip for fifteen seconds is just this poor girl screaming for ah, help and help. and <laughs> yeah. suffering and pain. And <laughs> and and just like these fucking Middle Eastern dudes are just like, oh, this is Brothers, the best. Yeah, and they're literally jerking off. That's to them. That's amazing. So like at the time, I I didn't really. Put it in perspective. I was like, you know, whatever. It's porn. It's porn. I'm just gonna watch it and jerk off to it. But like, looking back at it now, that's not healthy. What like watching porn is one thing, but watching that horrific type of porn yeah. and <laughs> trying to get it out within that 15 seconds is not. It can't be good. But man, the first experience anybody has with porn, it's never it's, intro level shit. Oh it's no, always it's always shit you are not and, supposed and to and see. And then you scale it down. Bro, <laughs> what the way I found porn. I just came to Canada. I'm seven. Yeah. Uh, I came to Canada when I was six. And one of the older kids in the building, mm. he brought us down to a dumpster. Mm. And there was a uh, a binder, a, th- a three-ring binder yeah. with pages. You know how you can have your Pokemon card in a binder? Yeah. In sleeves? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This guy had, there's porn cards. What I don't know those? if you've ever heard what of a those? porn. No. A porn card is literally like a, a, a card a instead of a sports player it's just a chick with her legs open just playing with her clit what and it'll be like jessica some whatever saucing or saw, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah and it's just pages of this and i'm seven we're flipping through the pages like jesus holy fuck. i don't even know what to be yeah this is far from wholesome wow aggressive so are just like, but hustler where, poses where would you buy those cards though where would you get them oh i have no idea man we you found get them, them for free on the streets of vegas <laughs> there you go I'm not those are you. escorts right? i know i definitely that's what most of those came from is uh so like porn stars do like privates mm-hmm. in uh L- basically la and vegas and that's what those cards are for is like you know, they have like some kind of contact information of like whatever site they're available through, and then they have like some pose of them from some scene they've done. I had like 90 of them at some point. God some damn, son. Sure. Just from like visits to Vegas, like even as a little kid, there's like guys, they're like, you know, comedy street team type guys of like, come to this strip club, come to this strip club. Yeah. Every single person Barking that walks everywhere. by. Yeah. So if you're just like a kid walking up and down the strip, you could fucking clean fucking up. Fucking Vegas has no rules whatsoever. None. They don't in, give a shit. I haven't been to Vegas yet. You've been to Vegas? Oh, I would love to, man. I would love to. I don't know. I feel to. like it's just like, I feel like. At this point, you know exactly what to expect. Oh, for sure. And Absolutely, it's just yeah. this played out energy of, like, everyone just coming there to just get fucked up. 
I don't even know. Yeah. It's not even about gambling. It's just about drugs and sex. Yeah, it's pretty much. And to me, and I, then just like addicted gamblers. See, things. I'm just really like curious by nature. So I, for me, I would want to participate, but I would love to like just see people live that life, because there, there, there must be something. Just going like going into Vegas and seeing the lights and and just like prostitution is just everywhere. For sure, it's a sight to see. Absolutely, gambling is just every, it's so accessible. It's insane. Like like he was telling you, kids are like they fucking a kid is walking like here's my business card, my porno business card, and you just fucking go to check this chick his website and she's like fucking massaging her clit even harder or something, and that that's just that's a thing. In Vegas. Oh I just want to go God. to those badass big hotels. I want to go to the MGM Grand. Oh, yeah. You know? That's where I want to yeah. go. It's probably fucking run into Floyd Mayweather. And I, just... I doubt it, man. He's probably he's got goons. Oh, yeah. Goons all day. Yeah. I was at every time. <laughs> Have you ever been to a live basketball game? They love to show you in those big screens the celebrities that are in the currently attending the game. Yeah, and it's just like they're they just like... constantly are like, who here is of any relevance or importance in fucking popular media? <laughs> Let's show them. It's Drake again. Yeah. Drake, yeah, literally. Again. So you've been to a game. It's You've like, seen it. It's like, we get it. We get it. Oh, Drake's just literally texting, and they're, like, yeah. zooming in hard as fuck on him. I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of, 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 of him. Hey, I just, we should just stop and say, uh, Kawhi Leonard is the GOAT. Oh, yeah. Sure. we got nothing like against him. <laughs> yeah. uh, he is the best. He's saving the city. <laughs> I had a guy stop in front of my car today, and he wouldn't move until I said, Kawhi Leonard is a god. I said, so I said, bro, I'm fasting. And he said, just say it. I was like, okay, he's the shit. And then he moved. It's None pretty of much like honk for Jesus. That's the new thing. No. It's the, essentially, do yeah. you see all of the social media activity going on for this guy? This is all based on uh, their win against uh, the the Phillies. Yeah, yesterday, the last second buzzer beater. 92-90 win. It did feel like a movie, Dirty though. shot. Oh, it was amazing. It, it was the... like a movie, honestly. Like, the way that it sat on the rim. It bounced. And everybody was standing and just, like, their eyes are wide open on it. And then fucking Bill Murray comes in and just says something silly. Bill and, Murray? Only just, like, every basketball movie, just, like, there's a comic oh. element to it. <laughs> and just somebody's, like, saying. Well, there you have it. And there you have it. And, and that's then, a game. And just fucking goes in and everybody just lost their shit. And, you know, like you said, we were talking about this earlier. After two weeks, nobody's gonna bring this up again. Nah, dude. It People sucks love. for comedy right now because like there's Game of Thrones happening and and Raptors are doing well. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, at the same time, it's just fucking up all the shows right now because. Yeah, there's just no attendance. People love you gotta Game book of all these shows after the games end. Mm -hmm. There's no attendance at the shows. Listen, support comedy. If yeah. you're listening to this, support live comedy. Forget about Game of Thrones and the Raptors and come to... Howie Leonard is the GOAT. <laughs> so, a reminder. when you came here, 22, mm -hmm. did you have any issues? Like, was it, did they put you through a bunch of hoops trying to get to this country? Because you're 22, you're single, uh, you speak two languages, mm -hmm. you have a professional degree. Mm -hmm. Is it difficult for somebody in that situation? Or is it kind of like you just filled out the paperwork and you got in? For like the immigration stuff to get here from Libya. Yeah, well, my dad. Do you have a UK passport? No, I don't. No, no, I don't. Yeah, no, okay, no I wasn't so. born there. No, no. But my dad started this whole process, um, about like, like, eleven or or twelve years ago, 
So this is like he took so long to get everything sorted out for us. Luckily, he got it by the time it was done. I was like 18, so I was still eligible under, you know, his whole file or our family file. Uh, any later than that, then they could have probably got it, and I wasn't eligible to get it because, you know, being 18, you're an adult. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not under your parents anymore. But uh, lucky for me, everything was sorted out before I hit that age. And uh, I didn't do any, honestly. Honestly, like, shout out to my dad. Like, I really didn't do any work. He took care of the whole so thing. So did you come here alone? No, no, no. Well, he, and my family moved in 2011 here, and I still stayed back home because there was a revolution you, happening in Libya, and I wanted to, like, be there and be a part of that. Oh, legit, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stayed for the whole thing, uh, and then afterwards... What was that like? What was the revolution like? Dude, like, on a day-to-day? It was... It was. The, I'm not even exaggerating when I say it's, like, it's the most impactful experience I've ever had. Like, it really changed who I am. You know how people say, like, oh, that really changed... Like, th- that experience legit changed my whole perspective on how I perceived everything in life. So just uh, in the most summarized... Yeah. Fashion possible. Yeah. Tell me how it went from what was the rumbling? What was the spark? What was the buildup? What was the point that it turned and what was the end? Okay, so the spark was pretty much the fact that because it happened in Tunisia. Yeah. And then it happened in Egypt. Yeah. And Libya is in the middle between those two countries. Yeah. So everyone's like, hey, wait a minute. Exactly. And the pattern in Middle Eastern countries. It just happened in Sudan now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome because you guys are solving it even like peaceful. Yeah. Because you're learning from our mistakes and you're doing it right, actually. So that's a good thing. But the pattern that happens in Middle Eastern countries, like you know, is that if one country does something, then they all follow suit eventually. So that's always been the pattern. So Tunisia and Egypt did it, and so Libyans were like, well, this guy's been ruling for 42 years. Let's do something about it. And uh, they started in one in one city, Benghazi, which is where I'm from. It's like an East Coast city, if you want to call it that. And so, first of all, it started kind of peaceful, but then we had like this military base in the city that people were like, they hated because it was tied to him. And there's also... It was a place for torture. Yeah. So they just wanted to... It was like a symbol of his tyranny in the city, so they just want to get rid of it. And there was a lot of blood there, but then they finally managed to get through that, you know, fort, whatever you want to call it. And it just spread through the whole country. And it took like... Like, oh man, like a year, I think, or something like that, until they finally got to him and uh, they cornered him in, in the desert. So what was it like on a day-to-day on the, on the as it, a citizen, well, in the beginning, up until from February up until April, it was kind of intense in Benghazi because it was the beginning of the revolution, and he still had a lot of like power on the pole. Yes, exactly, and a lot of countries were still backing him up. Yeah, so the kind of the war was getting really close to the city itself, so people oh. were kind of panicking, and then. France and uh, Britain and the States, N- the NATO pretty much, yeah. they stepped in and there was like a pretty much like a cavalry that was heading towards Benghazi to like level it. But then they shot his whole thing down with planes and stuff like that. And that was kind of like the turning point of where they were pushing it slightly more towards Tripoli, which is the capital to the west. Okay. And uh, so after April, it was more like a legit war guerrilla warfare where it was like did you see a lot of like foreign uh soldiers foreign 
Yeah, well, because art. because I spoke English, yeah, or I speak English, uh, I was I was part of like a group of people that, and I had a car too, so I was part of the group of people. <laughs> you were Uber, is what you're about to tell me. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I was Uber during the uprising. Or, like, can I say? You can't escape Five it. stars. You can't escape <laughs> it. It's so I I was like given I, they gave me like a bunch of reporters. Like, okay. From like, sometimes it would be from Spain, Italy. You know Australia, you know you name it, and there was like also like you know medical like uh, what do you want to call it like Doctors Without Borders type yeah people. yeah something like that exactly, and they would come into the country and I would like have to drive them around from city to city and translate to them because there wasn't a lot of people that were able to do that, and especially my English was really good and like uh, so it wasn't like broken English so was, <laughs> yeah you say it how do you say I'm on like, the uh, I'm like all right we get it the, the, the fucking the war is almost over and you haven't put in a sentence like <laughs> yeah. we want to get to it hurry up <laughs> so uh, uh so I was like given that task and uh, I met so many people from around the world and and just like met a lot of like I even met John McCain and that was pretty cool in Libya in Libya he came to Benghazi yeah yeah I, I shook his hand I didn't like sit down and talk yeah, yeah, yeah. dude or anything took some pictures yeah took some pictures yeah no actually I just shook his hand and he just pretty much was like yep how's it going and then he just moved on I was like that sounds about right yeah, yeah. Well, I have nothing to tell what are your thoughts on the events I, I that have, have taken place I, here young man yeah I have nothing to say to John McCain and <laughs> I can't don't blame him but uh yeah so that was and just like seeing all of that man like how a city that was run pretty much people for one point didn't at one point people didn't buy anything everything was just handed out to people oh legit it was just pretty much like there's no time to make money and now things were somewhat in like a state of emergency yeah yeah pretty much like if you needed anything there was always like like you know stops or like you know or like people just handing out shit food and like yeah you're getting rations yeah yeah pretty much so it was weird like there was no materialistic value to anything for how long? What that period was for of time? like about a month and a half. I That's think, so beginning. cool. That's so, so weird. It, it was. It was. It was crazy. It felt like we were settlers. You know, like you just moved into a yeah. New place and you're That's literally the whole like feel of um, Burning Man. Yes. The whole exactly. idea of Burning Man is you don't pay. No, just... it's pretty much. It was like so. It was like a Burning Man. In it Libya. was legit yeah. Burning yeah. Man. Yeah. Literally, quite even. Uh, but um, what happened after he died? Like the the when he died, did people cheer? Can you hear people in the streets cheering? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. When when he died, uh, like there was so many like videos on YouTube. You can check it out of people in squares, and they were really like crying and hugging each other. Like the electricity just came back. <laughs> it was yeah, it's, <laughs> right? it's pretty much like you were sitting in darkness, and yeah. then like. Well, like well, you forgot that that your room can do that. Yeah. Like you can have light in your room, and people were like cheering out but i had like a, i was kind of like torn a little bit where i know that guy deserved to not be in charge but like the way he died was just too brutal at least for me and i understand that people might hear it from back home like if it gets to them they won't be happy with that but i dude like don't stick a broom up a guy what was ass. the main thing he was hated for not hated for what was the main thing allegedly he was the guy for? in the video mm-hmm. had his wife and daughter kidnapped and raped by Gaddafi and his sons. his people Got so it. the yeah. guy who is credited as yeah, the guy so who that guy technically got sodomized him to death yeah. So, yeah. The internet rumor is that uh 13 months prior his daughter had been uh, taken and uh, 
that when he and his wife went to protest like weeks later, the secret police came and took the wife as well. And this was basically at that point, this guy then goes, joins a militia and runs away, happens to come back. Like it's that's the most some... backwards thing ever, everywhere, like it's of like all time. Clean, it's like, like a... you keep stirring the pot. We're taking. Give yeah, us your daughter. It's like it's like, just take me. What are you? Why are you yeah, taking them? What it's like you? a Liam Neeson kind of movie kind of thing going on. Well, and it's like also like um, give us your wife. You were Saddam. Warned. Same thing is like yeah. They, uh, one of the biggest things they fucked up was like taking a lot of people's women. So you had like guys who were not po- necessarily politically oh active yeah, or, yeah, yeah they yeah. were just yeah, like yeah. no you you've dishonored my family yeah, so yeah. no. They're My whole life die. is now dedicated to exactly. killing you. I don't I'll bench. join whoever is going to kill Literally. you. Literally. Yeah. That's why there was, like, veterans of... They say, like, well, like it, ISIS is mostly veterans of Al-Qaeda from Iraq and Libya. Yeah. And so most of those guys have fought in each other's wars, and a lot of it has to do with, like, they are friends with someone whose family was killed by them. So it's not even so it's like, like deeply a, we, personal. Yeah, like. they, I think so few of them are like, well, we're going to be the guys who take over next and I want to be the interior minister. It's mm. more like I'm going to fucking kill this guy. Okay. I, I'll do anything to get close enough yeah. to this guy to kill him. Yeah, and that's pretty much and I definitely see that thing by is it because like he the Gaddafi raped his wife and kids. I definitely see that being a thing. And and it's really hard to be like uh, like when I said oh I don't get why would somebody would do that to the per-? but I, I'm not, if if I had my wife and kids raped by a government and I I would probably lose my shit yeah, too yeah you would lose your mind I, that I, guy was crazy yeah hundred percent but keep in mind that mm. was an internet rumor oh yeah it's not hundred percent true it's hundred percent true that that guy killed it justifies him. the action but, but, but here's the I mean, thing though it is something that I see. Gaddafi's regime doing though it's not it's not outlandish because there are stories of like hit one of his sons try to be a soccer player and he <laughs> sucks ass yeah there's a video of him you can go where Libya played against Canada and he was substituted out of the field he literally went and shook every single Canadian player's hand including the referee and everybody's just waiting and cheering for him. That, that doesn't, oh, just to wrap up. He, that doesn't happen in soccer. When you're so, you fucking leave, you don't go around and just like introducing yourself to everybody. <laughs> you were playing for with for the with the fucking people for like. They 60, can't though. You're just, they're gonna get a bullet, right? The dude Otherwise? went all the way to the goalie and shook his hand. Even like the Canadian goalie was like, "Okay, I guess," and, and just like that. But he wanted so hard to be a soccer. He even played for like like <laughs> Italian clubs because. <laughs> Because his dad just owned a bunch of them. I feel like he didn't even run on the field. He was just on Dude, a segue, oh yeah, just it was, leaning it was pretty forward. much like, hey, just pass it. <laughs> and, just, and then they're like, that's not how I like you to pass it, so I'm just going to kill you. And that's pretty much what it like one Bring pl- his wife. Yeah, exactly. One player uh, that was a Libyan player that was playing against him who was actually talented, and he actually like kind of like bypassed him, like made him look bad. Yeah, and the next day... They fucking kidnapped him, put him in a trunk, and they brought him to Gaddafi's son, and he had, like, these fucking vicious dogs, and he just let them on him, and they ate him alive. 
Wait, the dogs ate him? He's dead? Yeah, the player is dead because he just he, he just made him feel weird for See, like that three seconds. Is the crazy shit that happens in countries That's where dictatorships people, exist. When I came when I when I came here, people would always tell me, Oh, Gaddafi was a good person. And I understand why a lot of people would think that. That's fine. But you also need to be aware that I lived in the country. We hear all these stories that will probably never get to this side of the world. And I totally fine. I understand. Not you, you can't know everything about every situation. But just know that that person and his kids thought of that of Libya as their own farm. Like they literally were like, we can do whatever we want. They didn't look at citizens as like, oh, we need to take care of them. They were just cattle. They, uh, these are, we just will feed them whenever we feel like feeding them. Uh, uh, dude, you can't even get your appendix out without being some male practice going on. It's like uh, getting your appendix removed is like the ABCs of surgeries. It's the easiest thing you, you can do. Yes. And they still fuck it up because doctors aren't paid enough to give a fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so you literally have to go to... Egypt or, the, or, or yeah, exactly. Or yeah. go to Germany to get your appendix removed. That's silliness. Yeah, what, like you know, at one point you're gonna be like, well, you know. So what happened right after his demise? What was like? Did a council take over? Did the military take over? Yeah, yeah, no, the council was taking over because they were trying to do their best to not let the military take over because that was pretty much his regime. Yeah, you know, his okay. military, and that's the problem with the Middle Eastern world is that it's just been. Military governing after military. Yeah, and it never works out well. So their whole thing was to make it civilized and democracy, and that worked for about two and a half years after he died, and then it just went to shit. So what is the current state of Libya? Current state democracy? right now, east side of the country is ruled by military or ex-military or people that were kind of loyal to him. And now they're trying to bring back his government, but without actually saying that. So their 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 slogan is that they're fighting terror. Okay. But you know they're participating in the terror themselves, and yeah. people want that because there has been a lot of bombing happening nice in Libya. Bite. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the east side of the wor- uh, the country, and the west side of the country is kind of like the people that were that started the revolution are still hanging in onto those principles. And they've kind of sort of have a government that is uh, democratized, or democratized or whatever you want to call it. But the thing is with the east side of the country, the military rule that's there is being backed by Egypt and uh, the Arab Emirates and even Trump's government. Because now the Middle East is going back to, to military rule slowly. Because they try to do the democracy yeah, thing for it the Yeah, it doesn't work for Arabs. Well, that's the thing. It's because <laughs> we won't let it sit and cook. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. We, we just want to we want to eat it right away. But democracy takes so long for it to actually properly function, especially if you've had. 40... It's got to have generations. Yes, built on it's it. education the and awareness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just a culture. It's a yeah, cultural thing yeah. that you need to embed within the people. But we live in a fast-paced world now with the internet. You don't have that luxury of like where the states had, you know, f- you know, uh, four hundred years ago, where the founding fathers were kind of like you know built it up from the ground up. Was that four hundred years ago? I think was it four hundred years ago? Yeah, four hundred. Well, yeah, when like uh, the founding of America, I like the thirteen like colonies. Something. 
Uh, well, when did yeah, Columbus sail the ocean blue? Oh. 1642. Yeah. Uh, Jesus, Patrick, you know Something like that. And then, like that. it, it all depends. Like, America's a, a little bit more of an abstract idea. Like, America, America is like 1776. When was the Declaration of Independence? I think it's Seven, like, That was just before 1776. Yeah, 1700s. So, 230. But it's right? all over the course of, like, de- democracy starts with, like, Greeks. Yeah, of course. That's, yeah. like, well, how no, long democracy takes. Yeah. And even then, I would say democracy's, like, extremely overrated. It's not a particularly morally defensible thing. And, like, no. people talk about no. why it does not work in the Middle East. And, like, you're giving the deciding power to a mob. That's, That's the it. thing. That's the thing. Like, you're just saying, like, well, if you have 51% of the population, you can now justify anything you do. So if you have more than half of the people, then you feel pretty comfortable saying... Let's start to uh, steal these people's uh, homes and start like damming their natural sources yeah, of that's water. Assuming, like, yeah, that's assuming that the mobs, what the mob wants is like nefarious. Uh, well, it always will be. The mob is always going to like vote for their own interest and, you know, yeah. they'll see a- anyone who's not a part of the mob as like their enemy. It's the same thing that happens here. Like, democracy well, yeah, the, over the, the here word is mob. like, yeah. we have Democrat, a democratic liberal. government and yeah. we are constantly fighting like libya i'm a libertarian so for me libya is like one of the most awful disgusting tragedies that is almost exclusively the fault of the west like everything would be good in there if that was pretty harsh on libya right there. no libya it's got nothing to do with libya it's it's the west like Gaddafi wanted a gold standard so they fucked him brutally with tariffs um, didn't allow him access to like the U.S. Uh, the global financial system. No. So that basically starts starving off regular Libyan people. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad happened to Gaddafi. Gaddafi and his sons didn't give a shit. But regular Libyans, because of like shit American foreign policy, mm-hmm. starved to death because of it. And then it gets progressively worse up until you get to like Obama and Hillary just fucking. What's like the... that currently like backing both sides. Yeah. So you have two different military powers mm. fighting one another. One group of US intelligence is funding one side and then the other side is funding the other. So all, like most of Libya's problems I would say have like nothing to do with Libyans. It well, has to do with like Americans interfering and then British interfering yeah. even earlier well, than Italians. Italians, exactly. Way they, back they, when. We, well, the thing is that we got the worst of the European like uh, conquerors on the coast. You're so easy <laughs> yeah, to get well, to. Uh, Italians, as much as I love Italians, but back then they were pretty much like they were the grunts of Europe at the time. Like they. They didn't really like like Britain like Britain Britain brought a lot uh, of culture to Egypt. Well, the British, the Dutch, the French, yeah, and the, the Germans French, had the top tier African yes, colonies. Yes, exactly. Like and, t- with Tunisia, they taught Tunisians like French. Like if you go to Tunisia now, people uh, uh, like regular Tunisians like they speak fluent French. Tennis. It, uh, just, exactly. They've got all that culture. But a lot for, of Western yeah, stuff. Yeah, culture. but for us, like Italians, like. We have nice buildings, and that's it. Pretty well, the much. Italians were brutal. As, ba- yeah. as bad as all the colonizers were, Italy and what they did in like Eritrea, yes, and Somalia, and all like there's a reason why those countries are like not doing as well as their neighbors. It's yes. because the colony guys who basically were the rulers prior to that, they did a shittier job. They, they didn't. They didn't care. No, yeah, yeah, They didn't develop anything. Like no. Italians, like. 
they mostly just stole from the colonies. They That's didn't like much build they any didn't care. infrastructure to even help them steal stuff. No, they didn't care. They just wanted like exactly. Yeah, they just so. But like you were saying, like back in two thousand one and two, when I went to Libya, Kinder Surprise was cost twenty American dollars because there was an embargo on Libya. So it in to, in order to smuggle anything inside, it would cost you so much money. Like like Frosty Flakes cost like well know, like thirty bucks or yeah. something like that. It's just a Basic staples. Yeah. And so people were like, fuck that. We're just going to make bread again for the fifth time this week. <laughs> or get into smuggling. That's why Libyan smugglers yeah. are like the top smugglers in the world. Yeah. Oh, They're is the that best so? Best smugglers. Do you know what? Did you grow up with any smugglers? I didn't grow up with any smugglers, Import but I know exported? a lot. But like I see the port because like we're like a gateway to uh, to Europe. We have a lot of illegal immigration that goes through our coast and goes into Italy and yeah, all that okay. stuff. So. That's why the West really is focusing on Libya and trying to contain it because we're like just we're like a, a stone throw away from Greece and Italy. What's and the northernmost city in Libya? I think Benghazi is considered to be that like it's like the far the fur, one of the furthest north. So everyone in there could just be trying to dip any second. Yeah, you can see Malta like you can just get to Malta within I don't know like two or three ferries. Is Malta an island or is it locked? With, uh, the no, Malta's an island. There's a bunch of islands sort of like in the Mediterranean yeah. Sea around there. Sort of like so that's like a skipping stone to It's like that right side? there. Like you would like you, it's not that far. So you go Malta and then Sicily and like yeah. originally Sicili- Sicilians like when there was like the Greeks and like uh, Spartans and stuff like that. The people who lived in Sicily first were like descendants from people who lived in Libya. Yeah. That's mm. like ethnically who Sicilians well, I like didn't, come I don't know from. that. Oh yeah, uh, you got to read uh, like just the history of Sicily. It's yeah. got like basically a bit of everyone came there, but yeah, just because of like where Libya is located, sort of like in between Egypt, goddamn, and yeah, Tunisia, bro. right on the Mediterranean Sea, goddamn. and then traditionally, like culturally, very seafaring you culture, this, like lots of fishing. Like people who get in boats tend to meet people who live on the other yeah. side of the water yeah and so libya has like historically been like always tons of pirates tons of like slave trafficking in the old yeah days. there and was then, a like, lot of slave trafficking for sure absolutely it, it's, it, a, it's also a problem that's still happening oh, now yeah? big time it, slave it, issue there it's like it's on the very down low but it's i don't know right now because i i i'm not i i've i've i haven't been catching up on a lot of libyan news but from what i've been hearing especially my dad talking about it there's been some low-key, like, slavery market, but it's not something that is okay. Okay. Like, it's not something It has like, to be hidden over It there. has to be hidden because yeah. it's 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 looked down upon. Yeah. But, cause, but because I hear people here saying, like, oh, like, Libya, it's just on the open. Like, it's no, it's not on the open. Nobody I know in my family has ever owned slaves, yeah. nor, we, nor do Have we. Have you ever seen someone that, is it, like, is just a helper? Someone in the kitchen is that like what the no no what is it there, something there's way a di- there's a difference because we do have like maids but even that yeah is, in Sudan we have those but those people are paid yeah but that's fucked up because what is fucked up about is that they take away their passports because they don't want them to like just dip 
Oh, yeah. I mean, and, in Sudan, that's not a thing. I don't think they have a passport to begin with. Yeah, no. Like, but in Arabic countries, it's a normal thing for us. Yeah. But you just look at it from a humane side. It's not cool to do that. Oh, yeah. But what I'm talking about is, like, legit, like, slavery markets. Slaves. Like, yeah, there's, like, militias who Africans are... Africans are slave. standing on a stage. Yeah. And they're bidding on them. There's stockades and stuff. Yes, it's pretty like much. old, classic it's style. It's just, like, prospectors, like, just classic racism, like, slave. Owners, they throw them up like they're mobile. They set them up for like a day. They're all there on like their big sort of like PMC convoy. They sell off a bunch of people. They make like seven hundred thousand euros. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then they go and try and buy some explosives or buy like other yeah, just like guns and like weapons. They're criminal organizations like we have in the West. Yeah, it's pretty much like it's yeah. Well, it's just like sex, uh, sex, uh, you know, trade or anything. But but it's just more ammo against people that kind of want to like just you know they want to paint the Middle East as bad as they can possibly can. So let's just add this thing. Meanwhile, if you like, okay, well, it's not like only Libya does that. It's like fucking I can, everywhere in Sub-Saharan Africa. Everybody in that. Europe, it's still a thing. I always say that, by the way. In, <laughs> everywhere in Sub-Saharan. Africa has slave sales. I've, I've I've said that all the time. Oh, yeah. well, there's slaves. I don't know about like open s- s- like slave markets like in Libya because there's videos of that and it's pretty shocking. It is shocking. Whereas like yeah. everywhere else, it's just like slavery. There's slaves in Canada. Okay, we took a hard digress with the slave slavery <laughs> thing. That's just for such. <laughs> Where are there slaves in this world? Yeah, all that's right. Fucked. That's fucked up. Patrick, man. put up a map. We're gonna put a pin in every country with slaves. <laughs> We're gonna solve this tonight. It'll it's be no the official leaving. immigrant section slave. Yeah, exactly. it's like no slave leaving leaving until It's we like have you go, it's like when you go into a museum, like say where you're from, and just like just like just have a fucking map that's all these. Mommy, uh, mommy, can we get a slave? Uh uh uh. We're not Libyan. Uh, we're no, we're no, <laughs> we don't, like, we don't do that, honey. We're not there. <laughs> okay, so you came yes, sir. to Canada mm-hmm. without slaves. No slaves. <laughs> okay. I am definitely a hundred percent against that. <laughs> uh, you came here twenty two. Yes. Your family uh, already was here. established. Was already yeah? here, yes. So actually, here, just real quick, let's wrap that up. Yeah. He died yes. from when he died to when you came here. How long? Uh, three years. And during that process, you were still in undergrad? I was still in underground, yeah. I was living so on my own. when reporters were talking to you during his demise, you were you had classes. You had calculus and shit like no, that. No, 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 no. University stopped. Oh, okay, okay. University only started after he died. Mm, Up until then, the whole country was at hold, was, was on hold. Literally, everything. People were just on survival mode, you know, just get by and like. Did you get, see a lot of armed men everywhere throughout the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much tanks. Uh, Literally tanks. Yeah, tanks like explosives. Uh, you know, you missiles. You, you name it. it you know, when all this shit was at its highest. Mm. Actually, no. After the fact. Uh, yeah. In like the last six years or so, General Dynamics, which mm. makes tanks, mm. uh, has a location here in Ontario. And I had a friend working for them, yeah, for uh, on like some really like top secret, uh, of course, yeah. project. But I don't know what they're the, like the the extent of like the specs on the light armored vehicles. But like all he knows is that it was a big order coming from Saudi. Pretty much Saudi was like, yo, this yeah. shit is coming our way. Yes. They put a huge order on light uh, light armored vehicles. It's it's and gotta G- defend themselves from those Houthi rebels. Yeah, exactly. Oh buddy, buddy, it's uh, Saudi Arabia right now is like it's like the the United States of America of the Middle East. 
Exactly. The amount of power that they have, the amount of pull that they have, the amount of say that they have in the, like the political, you know, uh, climate. And they have it from the religious side. And that's the worst part that's, is that they, I'm not a religious person myself, and you know this, but... Well, I mean, we're in the same boat, but the fact that they are there on that land... I just don't like when people d- justify their shitty behavior by saying it's religious or it's cultural. It's, no, it's just because you're a despicable person, you have no moral code, whether and with or without religion, you would have still done the exact same thing. So don't hide behind whatever you... But, you know, nobody can come out and say, hey, uh, this is how I want it. I, I just want to kill people. Nobody is going to say that because it would be stupid. So they have to justify it somehow. But it's just weird that you think that people are standing there and actually oh, believe what you're saying. You know, it's like, no, you you just really want the world to be a certain way. And you don't like certain people. And you just want war to be going on and on and on because that's how you make your money as a government. Yeah, I mean, I just love the idea that those all those Saudi princes and just in the Gulf in general, those yeah. princes, they just fly their cars out oh, to yeah. the UK. <sighs> And they just whip around the UK with their Gulf and Saudi plates. Gold like Lamborghini. And number and two, yeah. that license plate was two million. Yes, yes. Exactly, something like Yo. that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's all about just it's flexing. Just showing up. Money. Oh, showing off as yeah. hard as you can. It's so funny. It's like, it's and then amazing. there's all these people around the world, dedicated Muslims, making the pilgrimage to Saudi. Yeah. Almost dying to touch the Kaaba and stuff yeah, like that. It's... And Saudi's getting all this money in tourism and being like, go to Hajj, everybody. Yeah. You know you have to go to Hajj. <laughs> and then in the meanwhile, it just goes into the account of that guy who's in, like, Knightsbridge in London, <laughs> in a in a fucking, like, Bugatti. Yeah. And he's just, like, with Swiss chicks. You yeah, know what it's I mean? Pretty, like, like, yeah, like, like European girls yeah, and like, just what, what on a yacht yeah. and just, like, living his best life. Next week is the Monaco Grand Prix for F1. In the Bay, it's going to be 90% Saudis oh, yeah, on sure. yachts. That's their thing. Hanging out with Tom that's, Brady. That's their Super Bowl, right? Yeah. That oh, yeah. is their Super Literally. Bowl. They love that shit. They, Monaco is the rich of the rich. Oh, dude, they... They are just like yachts and, and like, during the Grand Prix, yachts. like you said, like there's yachts. a Instagram account that follows them because mm. they get those uh, like um, 24 karat like gold plated Bugattis and mm-hmm. Lamborghinis. They mm-hmm. fly them in on planes yeah, together, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they just like drive them around the track With their and plates. stuff. There's like a guy who lives there that follows them. Like, oh, they're back again, and they're like literally. Golden cars. Oh yeah, it's in UK crazy. there's like channels. Yeah, I think YouTube the guy is, a from, is from the UK because oh, yeah. he, he he's taking pictures there too. Just like... And and there's there's guys that make a living off of making accommodations for these people, like literally dudes that have no like oh garage space. Yeah, and no, no clear career path or fixers jo- or job description. But they're making a lot of money simply by Catering oh this is the people, this yeah. is the garage this is the parking spot for yeah. this prince or uh, the, the prince loves 
uh, the, the shisha these women the or women. like these she like the yeah. hookahs or something. Like that. Yeah. The prince loves this bar, so we're gonna like a guy that just goes around and just uh, makes accommodations yeah. for them. Like the prince loves it when his plane lands on this strip. Like, just like obscure yeah. rich people, yeah, stuff. exactly, catering every detail of their life. Yeah, and and then and then <laughs> as soon as the prince lands, he just hands him like I don't know a hundred thousand pounds or whatever it is, and yeah. that's just what he his living is from. He's the contact right. for them. And ask him which way is Qibla. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just ask them which direction to pray. Yeah. yeah. And which way is that? As if that's like we have to say Mecca, that. Essentially. Yeah, it's the pretty Kaaba. much, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, go it's, to the left to the left okay all right yeah exactly yeah. Just a little Susan bit. You just give me a second give him ten more thousand yeah. dollars yeah. he's doing a good job Susan <laughs> dude so you moved here yes, and sir. was the master plan to get into stand up before you even got here no my 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 thing my first thing was to do was like all right I I was lucky enough to come here so let me get a good engineering job here which I thought was easy to do yeah. because that's just like an immigrant. It's all connections here. Well, yeah, but as an immigrant, you're like, well, you, you have... You have a degree. Well, yeah, because we... But you also, like, as you're... you're When you're growing up in the Middle East, you think of well, the Western world as this utopia that's... Meanwhile, they're, they're human beings just as you, but it's a slightly better conditions. But you come here, you think that everything is, like, completely fair and just as 100% and opportunities, da-da-da, but then you realize, oh, it's also who you know here as well. Oh, it's all. Like here, it's especially more but that's But you don't even know that when yeah. you're when on the outside. You look at it as differently. Yeah. But uh, when I realized that, so it was kind of a little bit hard at the beginning to find a job, but I was lucky enough to get into, like, telecommunications and stuff like that and, uh, you, know, you know, getting better jobs, but I didn't like the life. Of a cubicle, I've always resented it. Even before I got the job, I just I was always telling myself that I need to find something to do with myself because I don't want to spend my whole life behind a cubicle. I don't want that. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like that kind of lifestyle suits me. But I didn't know what else. To it doesn't do. for most people. It doesn't for the human being itself. Yeah. You know. Like so for me, I just I was back. resenting it even before trying it. But like you gotta make money as well at the same time. Yeah. So for me, I was like, okay, I'm I'm not gonna be stupid and not get a job and do nothing. So let me do something. Let me get a job, but but like find actually what I really want to do. How'd you go about doing that? Well, it took me a while. Uh, and one day I was. Well, I took some mushrooms. <laughs> I took but... some mushrooms and I fucking nothing was the same. I was driving down the highway, and I looked to my left and I saw a gray Suzuki and there was a lady driving it. Wait, no. this is a joke right now? This is real? No, this is a real okay, okay, story. Sorry, keep going. I was driving on the highway, going to work in the morning. Saw a gray Suzuki. There was a lady driving it. I made nothing of it. On the way home, in the opposite direction of the highway, I passed by the exact same Suzuki, exact same lady. Okay. And for some reason, my thought process was, this is going to be my life for the next, I don't know, 30 years maybe? Passing by the same gray Suzuki, the same lady, I need to get out. It, I just had a, like an existential cry, and I literally, I do not, not word of a lie. Last time I cried was 2012. Yeah. This story happened in 2015. I fucking bawled my eyes out for no reason. It just came crashing. While you were driving. While I was driving. And I wasn't like even like upset about a specific thing. It was just a general. 
sadness. Existential it was angst. just a general sadness. Your yeah. life catches up I with you all. Ew, I, I was just, I just fucking broke down. I was like, I can't be the dude. I can't, this is a Groundhog Day. Yeah. This is feeling like Groundhog Day. And I have no problems keeping a job as long as I'm working on something on the side to get to a point. Because uh, I'm not going to be stupid and just like starve to death and like chasing a dream. I, I have no problems chasing a dream and, and exhausting myself. But you you did smart. Yes, You're well, doing it the smart well, well the thing is that like I have a job and it's a it's a very it's a good job and I'm very thankful for it. But the reason why I'm still like okay with it is because I'm doing stand up and I'm chasing other things. So it's like a sedative for me to go in tomorrow morning. I'm like, all right, I'm slightly better because I know after I get out of my work, I'm gonna go and actually do the thing that I really want to do. Absolutely. So it gives you like, all right, I can still stay there for just a little bit. But after that thing happened with the with the great car, I was like, I need to figure something out. And I just remember like, oh, I always loved stand-up. Why don't I try it? And I was like, okay, how do you try stand-up? So I just listened to a bunch of like interviews of like famous comedians like that I truly love. George Carlin, uh, you know, Louis C.K., Chappelle doesn't have much. Doesn't have much, no. But I was listening to all these guys, and their one thing mainly was to get on stage as much as you can, wherever you can, just go on. Don't make any excuses. Just If you can do five shows a week, then do all five of those shows. And they were just pretty much saying, it's going to be hard. In the beginning, you're going to suck. Your jokes are not going to be funny. It's going to be hard. But just do it as much as you can. And I just literally, that's, that's, I, I was like, all right, I, I, had to, I had to go online and look at lists of shows around me. I didn't even know that Hamilton, ha- I live in Hamilton, so I didn't know that there were any shows in Hamilton. I thought only, Tro- stand-up was only in Toronto. So for the first two months or three months, I would literally drive into Toronto every day and do shows. And people in Toronto would make fun of me and be like, you have a scene in Hamilton, why don't you... Why don't you go there? And I was like, I don't really want to do comedy in Hamilton because that terrifies me. Because Hamilton's like, you know, it's it's, it's Hamilton. It's Hamilton. It's yeah. kind of rough. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, as soon as I get on stage, people are just going like, boo. Like, that's just for no reason. Yeah, you live in the States. Hamilton's like Akron, Ohio. All right. Yeah. So if it was kind of rough <laughs> for me. So I did Toronto for three months. And I, every day, I, after every night after I come back from a show on the highway, I'm listening to recording of myself and how much I'm bombing, and I just feel like you know if if I can just steer my wheel a little bit to the to the right, I can take it off the rails and just end this all together every night for the first three months. Just listening to my recording on the way home, forty five minute drive, and uh, you know and then I started going to, going and staying in Hamilton for a little few days, just getting to know more comics. And every year, you know, I've been doing it for three years, you know, it's every year it's getting better and better, you know? Hell yeah, man. Dude, I was pretty much in the same boat, you know? Yeah. It wasn't for me. I know you have this very similar scenario, yeah. Yeah. For like for me, my role was program project management for years. Yeah, which, which is a really good job. Which is a great job. It's which a great if you job. think about it, it's pretty much the easiest. It's the best mix of hours versus money in like in the realm of responsibility and like engineering the like, amount of work that you have to do yeah you're just plus on what you're getting but, paid but for still dude just, i just hated it's you can't help it man i just hate because when you're in program management you have to defend you represent a product for a company yeah. 
this company makes 20 products. Mm. Each product has a program manager. That program manager is responsible for that product in the face of the client. Yeah. If that product in the field has a problem, the client says, hey, why is this product fucked up? And you're the point of contact. <clears throat> so you find yourself defending a corporation and all your energy is going that into you don't defending a corporation. And you're like, and that just drains your fucking soul, dude. It does. By the time I started hitting mics, I was just like, how do I get out of this? And what's lucky for me is I I don't do any of that anymore. I don't do any engineering or yeah. any of that corporate yeah. stuff anymore. But what what lined it up for me was a nice fucking firing. Oh, it lined it all up. Because I used see, to work in California, right? Yeah, yeah. You see, that, that the thing is about getting fired, especially in the thing that we're doing right now, it's not necessarily the worst thing that could happen to you. If anything, it could be really good. Because it, you kind of have to put yourself in a corner. In order, oh, it's the best thing that ever happened. In man. order to like thrive, because as long as you tell yourself, "I'm not gonna die of starvation," yeah, and you never will. You're in Canada. Yes, and you so, can walk, and you're able body. So you're fine. You yeah. probably won't be able to like you know eat well or whatever, but you'll be able to survive. You're not going to be homeless. Oh, yeah, man. So it's just a matter of, like, kind of just pushing through that heart, the beginning Dude, of Dude, I changed my perspective. Before, I used to be like, how, what can I do to make the most amount of money? Yeah. That is my priority. Which is what, you, what you're raised that, as an that's immigrant. That's exactly, as yes. A, from what is the highest income yes. I can get? That's where I need as to go, As a human right? being, your value is tied to how much money you make. Now it's switched because I used to work in Silicon Valley, right? And... Mm. The company, I pretty much got the boot. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I caused it to happen for the most part. I got kicked out. I got fired. Yeah. So I had the option of either desperately trying to find a job in California. Yeah. Or just going back. And I'm on, I'm in the States on a visa as an engineer. Yeah. And I've already done comedy for a year. Yeah. I'm already in love with it. And I already know it's what I want to do. So I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm going to go back to Canada. I'm going to get good in Canada. And I'm gonna come back when I come back into the states. I'll come back in as an as an entertainer. I'm not gonna come back. I'm not gonna be in as an engineer and no. doing some fucking shady yeah, comedy yeah, under. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's not what I'm trying to no, do. No, no, you don't. No, you want to do it right. So when I came back here, my whole mentality switched. I said, "Fuck trying to make as much money as possible. Let me define how much money I need to live comfortably every month. Yeah, and do as little as possible, hours wise. Make the minimal commitment in my life." to create that money while I dedicate myself entirely to the that's, art. And that's really what it is. You're smart about it. So like now it's like I've got like I'm instead of trying to do 50, 60 hours to make as much money as possible, I'm trying to do 15 or 20 a week to pay my rent, to pay my food, to pay my yes. car. You know that's, what I mean? That's like, it, done. Because comedy is a, is a full-time investment. It's People don't brutal. get it. It's brutal. People don't really get it. but It's pretty much 6 to midnight every night. And that's the thing. It's and not only that, but even during the day while you're doing your day job, whatever that is, you're thinking about comedy. Oh, it's, I, I'm not exaggerating, and you definitely will relate to this. I'm not exaggerating. Every waking moment I have in my day is to comedy. Yeah, dude. I'm same either, here, man. I'm either listening to a special. It fucks relationships up. It does. And I'm either listening to a special that I love of a comic or an interview of a comic or a podcast of a comic or I'm listening to my sets or I'm thinking about my jokes and just interviews the comedy just comedy comedy Dude, comedy 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 it's an obsession man. it's an obsession and the thing is that 
being tired of like the hard work or the you know the exhaustion that comes from comedy is also welcomed because that means I'm working hard. Yeah, dude. I'm tired all the time, but I'm tired because I'm working hard at something I love. So I'm cool with that. And you that. see yourself getting better. That's Joey Diaz thing. in his podcast, he's always he's like every six months. And I agree with that, man. Yeah. Every six months, mm. you feel like you step just a small step yep. above, you yep. know? Now you're like now you're telling your old jokes, and as you tell your old jokes, mm. you almost start filling in the gaps mm. to the stuff you didn't even think about before. No. No, yeah. Now you see the things that you were skipping. Yeah, you know, if you notice yourself, like yeah, for me, like I look, I I recently watched. I didn't do it by accident, but I I, I didn't do it like on purpose. I mean, but like I stumbled upon like one of my very earliest sets that I did, and uh, it, it it's much better. Like I look at it now, I'm like, wow, I fucked up all those things. When I was looking at my old set, I was like, man, oh, I fucked okay. up this joke. You listened to way. an old set. A very old set yeah. from like the first year. Oh, I have not, have not done that. I didn't, I I trust me, I did not go out of my way to do it. I was yeah. just looking through my laptop when I yeah. saw it. I was like, but I noticed like, okay, I fucked up this joke this way. This joke is not funny to begin with. I might, I fucked up the whole delivery. But these are things that I would have never picked on my first year. And I don't even know how I picked on them right now or how I got that got that experience, but it's because you do it a lot. Yeah, man. And then you eventually build these instincts and these tools that you don't even notice. And you're like, oh, wait, here's where I messed up with all these Dude, things. Dude, the sets you did tonight yeah, in five years, yeah. if you listen to them, are going to yeah. make you cringe. Oh, yeah, 100%. Cringe. 100%. I you think that's for every performer. You should yeah. despise every previous iteration of yourself. That's it, yeah. Every year ago, you should look back and go, Fuck, that, that was, was horrendous. Terrible. That was horrendous. I, I did that in front of people. I, exactly. Yeah. I hate <laughs> who I was as, like, all the previous times I've, yeah. like, any kind of radio stuff, any podcast Like, you're and stuff, embarrassed like, for your past self. Yeah, that's absolutely. Exactly that's is, the yeah. only way to, yeah. like, really strive to do better is, you're like, right. I fucking hate what I used to and be there's doing. A lot of I new, have to do better. And there's a lot of new comics that are, like, I, I, have, I have 10 minutes. I'm, like... Do you know how hard it takes to have 10 minutes of they don't killer even have material? Oh, yeah, exactly, right? You know how hard it is to have 10 minutes of like straight killer material? Yeah, right? That takes fucking years, man. And you've been doing it for six months and you think already. <laughs> you, you, uh, But that's not a good mentality to come into because you need to be have that. You need to be hard on yourself. That's why I hate when people tell me, oh, you're hard on yourself. I have to be hard on myself because nobody else is going to be hard Dude, on me. Dude, that's the thing about this. That's the soul-crushing part about this whole game it is just a testament of willpower it's that's no it's one is much. telling you to write no one no. is telling you to perform no one is going to put a gun to your head to do jack no. and people are ha when people don't see you out they're secretly happy of course they are you know because they're like oh one less like, person oh, shit, to worry I'm about ahead. yeah yeah I'm and ahead. nobody will come up to you and tell you hey man don't be hard. like uh you pick yourself up, like uh, keep doing it. Nobody's gonna tell you that. If you're sad, yeah, they're like, like fuck him, let him hey. be sad. Who gives yeah. a shit about hey, that? Stop doing comedy. Cunt. Who cares? Yeah, we'll go yeah. be sad somewhere else. But you got. I have to be hard on myself because nobody else is gonna do that. I need to criticize myself harshly. Even like there's sometimes where like you do five jokes. Four of them land and one of them don't land. Oh, that's all you focus. I'm on. gonna be obsessive about that one joke, and but people are like, but that was that was really good. I'm like, no, I'm that same, was man. not good. I'm the same. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. But you gotta you gotta get into the habit of like 
uh, recognizing that you're focusing on the negative and yeah. being like, okay, I'm going to make an effort to make that better. Yeah. But I did pretty good. I don't have to fucking beat the That's, shit out of myself. You're, you're right about that. I need to really find... I'm going to work on that. Yeah, I know. I'm Because it could I'm... ruin your mood completely. It could have been a hundred... Great things and one wrong. Yeah. And out of 101 things, yeah. that one ruined your mood. Completely. I need to, I need to, yeah, you're right though. It's about compartmentalizing. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing that really fucks me up personally is because I really tend to focus on that and it, re- and it really has, like, I think with time, it really has fucked failures, up, fucked up will... my mood. And there, there's a lot of times where I look back now, like, I should have enjoyed that more. But because you were like you were saying, I was just focusing on that one yeah. thing. That one, I'm the same, o- dude. You know, like when you look and there's like people laughing, but there's like one audience member that's like, I just and you like, and you're, like, that's you're, all like, you what see. What the fuck? And, that's and all like, you see. why are you here? Like, yeah. it's like, why are you here? Like, 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 go home. Like, your your dog died or something, right. and I'm supposed to like take that sadness away from you. Like, nobody can do that. Like, you're you're you're, you're just, a broken man, right? Don't put it on yeah, me. But it's also a guy's like. I I think that's generally a guy's mentality of like (laughs) all four of these things went good. This all the audience is fine except for this. Oh, there's one problem. Yeah, that's all I could fucking think about now. One stupid dickhead didn't like one joke. Well, I got to figure that out now. Sometimes you'll try to jokingly address the one person not and and actually fuck it up and actually fuck up your own momentum. Oh yeah, because also you fuck you shouldn't have addressed it. You shouldn't have talked about it. You shouldn't have talked. You should have just kept going. Yeah, the audience doesn't need to hear that there's one one sort of like termite in the ant farm kind of thing of like. Oh, is there someone here not enjoying themselves? Let's, yeah. uh, we need let's to bring our it. attention to that negative shit. I want to wrap this thing up, uh, yeah. but uh, at one of the sets tonight, you were talking about how yeah. you were dating a girl. Yeah. <laughs> who told? Oh, I don't know if you're still seeing this chick, but no, 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 we're, no, we we were in a relationship, and uh, she she she's a great person, but like uh, you know, unfortunately, things didn't. So no, was the exact continue. you so it was a true story? It is a it is a true story. <laughs> yeah, it is a true story. She uh, no, yeah, she's a she's a, she's a great person and we uh, we were dating for for a while uh, for about a year and a half and uh and uh I was kind of like trying to you know like make things interesting. Well, it, things were going great as they were, but I you know, as a guy there's the ego thing where you want to be the person that introduces your woman to new things. It's like uh, I want to go like to a restaurant. Well, have you been to this restaurant? She's yeah. like, no, I've never been. Like, well, let me take you. And <laughs> you just want to be that dude. Want to be that guy? Like, yeah. look at all these magical things that I'm introducing yeah. you to. You so, wanted that Instagram. Yeah, you just wanted to be like, oh, I'm so like, I'm so spoiled. I'm so spoiled. You know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, it's just an ego, stupid thing. But you, uh, so for, I was like trying to like be like, all right, like you know. I, well, I was telling her like, what's like the, your most like exotic thing that you've done like sexually? Because I wanted to up that. Yeah. But it's it's also a stupid question to ask because like you're most likely won't like the answer. I wouldn't ask that. Yeah, uh, for I'm me, too insecure to ask some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, you see, for like, like, oh, I'm, I, I'm nothing. Oh. No, no, for me, like I I try to like look past that because everybody's had you know experiences. Nobody doesn't have any. Well, keep going. <laughs> but anyways, so I asked her, and uh, she said that uh, she had uh, she had sex with a uh, with a carpenter at his workshop, 
And I was like, well, fuck me for asking that question because how am I going to compete with a carpenter? He'll probably fuck me and her at the same time. <laughs> that's if he the will. ultimate man job. Yeah. It's, that's it's, like, it's like, you were saying that. It's like, it's like, to that's, man. Je- that's, well, that's yeah. what Jesus did. That's yeah. uh, how am I going to compete with the prophet's job or like God's it's a job, job for guys with giant fucking hands yeah. and just beautiful like skin. And strong value but, systems. Yeah. Like you know? beautiful skin, fathers. but like, but like masculine, like <laughs> good fathers. features at the same time, like soft. <laughs> And masculine. You can't beat that. A no, carpenter? it's it's like just like perfect nails and shit. Like I don't know. It was just for me. I was like overwhelmed as soon as she said carpenter, but like then she was like getting into like what they were doing because I just wanted to like find like a bad thing about the whole story. Like yeah. hopefully like she something would slip and yeah. then like oh, I I got her there. Maybe his you know? teeth were fucked up or something, something. like hopefully. that. Yeah, and then so like she was pretty much like explaining like oh like it was his workshop and like. Uh, you know, like it was just like really great experience, and I was like, part of me was like getting turned on, like as she was explaining, because like felt like a porno. Yeah, you know, it was like it was yeah. a smell of wood, and like the bench was like, and I'm like, yes, thank you, <laughs> just keep going. So, uh, and uh, yeah, she told me then like he like he, uh, yeah, it was that was the experience there. So to up that, I just. I just took her to a sex club, pretty much. Oh, you went? Yeah, the we one went. in Toronto. Yeah, we went to one in Toronto. Yeah. Did you? So was it forty-five bucks for two people? No, it was ninety-five. Why? I thought it was if you're going with a girl, it's like forty. Yeah, well, yeah, you it, on the weekends you can only go if you're with with a woman. So wait, I'm trying to go with the uh, this girl yeah. I'm seeing. Uh, yeah. Is it cool? What is? Did well, you guys hook up? Then? I, I will let you know. Did you guys watch or just well, hook up? Well, I'll let you know first of all that yeah. you're probably going to be the most attractive couple there. It's a lot oh, of I older heard. people. I it's heard. a lot of old white uh, couples. Yeah. Uh, but the good thing about this, and this is something people need to understand, that the culture there is not about being a pimp and just like trying to alpha out the other guy. It's a cultural understanding thing where people are like civilized about it. They're like, hello, hi, you know, I'm here. This is my beautiful wife. And let's introduce you to my beautiful We all but it's have also $95 not like cool of disposable income. It's sexy like a rap video or anything. Oh, no, no, no. It's no. very like polite, like middle age. Oh, you've been co- as well? It's nudist. You've no, been? I've been to like nudist colonies yeah, where yeah, it's yeah, basically yeah, the yeah, exact yeah, same yeah, people. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's like a barting system. Like, you know, people are like, it's trading goods, you know, but like sexually. Like, like oh, are you, you can have my wife. And I can have yours in, uh... I heard uh, chicks can get a color bracelet where guys don't even approach them. Oh, no, I don't know about that. I think may- that may be on the weekdays, though, because on the weekends, it's pretty much either women alone or men and women entering together. Did you see any crazy shit? Oh, well, nothing really, like, outlandish. It was just like, like I saw, like, you know, two women, like, going down on a guy. At saw, the same time, yeah, I saw like they no, they had, had the, they had this like van that was like cut out and like only like the back was there and so like it was, a, a van in the club, yeah, but like not the whole van, but like they cut it in half and they just had the 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 end part of it in there, so like it would look like you're having sex in the back of a van. Anybody's fantasy, yeah, it's really, <laughs> like you're 45, you want to live that fantasy? Like I don't know what the fuck, the but back. anyway. But yeah, no, no, we didn't like. Uh, it was her first time, so we didn't really get into like anything uh, that crazy because I didn't want to overwhelm her. Wait, wait, so how many times have you gone? Uh, twice. <laughs> okay, it, it's it's dude. It's, it was my second time, but you dude, know, it's, it's that first time stuff though. I, it's pretty. I it's it that pretty cool, time. man. Like, dude, pretty, I'm gonna check it out. I'm actually gonna. Dude, check I this highly out. recommend it, man. Like, and you, if you don't, want to fuck Mills. No, yeah, I mean 100%. I got a girl honestly, that I would go with. Well, yeah, well, like, well, well, the, you know, the girl that I was with at the time, like, like uh, in the beginning, she was kind of reluctant a little. She wanted to go, but you know, it's let's it's see a picture th- of her. 
It's a new. I'll show no, you later. <laughs> show me later. No, I'll show you. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> so, anyways, um, she was overwhelmed in the beginning. So, like, what we ended up, we did, we did, you know, have sex in front of other people. And, yeah. But we didn't like end up there. We were going to switch. Like, she was getting, she liked this girl that was, you know, having sex with her man next to us, but she, that girl was like screaming like over the top. Like, like, just, like, like, just hamming it up. Yeah, like just going in. And, like, yeah. fucking having sex with Spartacus or something yeah, like yeah. that. It was just, uh, and then, like, my girl was getting into it, and I was getting excited, because they were, like, the only attractive couple. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, like, it was a black couple, and, like, the girl was really, his girl was really hot, so... I I saw that that girl reaching for my a girl's hand at the time and but like she, while getting banged. Yeah, we they were both. Yeah, you say yeah, 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 respectively. So, but then my like the girl I was with at the time, she kind of was like pulled back because that girl was like, "What the fuck is wrong with this bitch?" Like she's like screaming all over the place and it's not fun anymore. So that kind of like like fucking like just like ruined it. You couldn't have just been cool about it. And just like you know, calm down. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. You know, yeah, I actually do not mind that at all. So I yeah, I mean, plan on checking this place. No, it should out. be fun. It should be. What's fun. it called? It's uh, Oasis, Oasis Aqua Lounge. Yeah, yeah Oasis. that's what I'm talking about. Well, anyways, man, we're gonna wrap it on Thank that. You, that's brother. how I, Thank I had bro. it all planned out here. End on the sex club. Nice. All right, kill it. All right, anyways, just bring up that picture of that chick and let's take a good look at her. <laughs> but yo, seriously though, thanks for yo, coming thank on, you, bro. Man. Appreciate it, brother. I don't think it really thank works you. for us to try to do that we, on the we, mic. We did it, though. But yeah, man, that's been the immigrant section uh, with AJ Bate. I'm gonna, hey, I'd love to have you back on as soon as Thank you want to come sir. back. Thank you, so much Anytime. for having me. Thank you so much for having me, man. Hell Appreciate yeah. It. Uh, again, I'm Abbas Wahab. Tune in to the next episode. Peace. Peace. Sorry, say that again? How long did we do?